Hello, hello, Twiggy. What is up, y'all? And Craig, what's the deal? Uh, everything and nothing. All <laughs> and zilch. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. Story of my life. Right. <laughs> everything and consequently nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. So these, this episode is over. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. But... <laughs> everyone that's around <laughs> oh my gosh well, well. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do it again I was about to just trail right over you <laughs> sorry no it's I don't know my cues <laughs> I also just get so anxious like when we're recording <laughs> anyway go ahead okay no. <laughs> rewind <laughs> take two <laughs> hello hello (laughs) (laughs) sorry I love when we get the sillies it's so funny hey y'all hey 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 welcome back to two twiggies in a a little in a little pod two beans in a bucket bucket. (laughs) a pea pod a pea (laughs) shoe What's up, Jiggy? Nothing much, and consequently, everything. <laughs> Literally everything. <laughs> if you can imagine everything, that's what, up. yeah. <laughs> because this is the great upside down. Literally, we're I'm we're literally in the upside down. We're upside down right now, recording on yeah. Zoom. If you, you can't see it, but <laughs> but you can I'm hear dangling. it. <laughs> I'm dangling. <laughs> well, everyone, I'm Deej. <laughs> and I'm Mark. And this and is Susan. Yes, I. We have some thrilling content for you today. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, this is, you know, our weekly catch up where we talk about life, love, art, everything in between. And that is exactly what we're doing today. No, um, I'm really excited to interview you today and find out all the things that I don't already know as your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we're talking about life and art and yeah. creation and kind of just free flowing it because yeah. we trust ourselves. Oh, yeah. And we already know everything there is to know about each other anyway. So, like, these answers are already preconceived. So, <laughs> they're preconceived, and we just want to share it with you. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we, the weekly catch up, the podcast has been an amazing way for, for DJ and I to stay in touch. Um, it's, it's been kind of like a landmark of us, like, staying in touch, with, yeah. which has been great. Because we we've been you know best friends for such a long time, and location has you know been a huge factor in our relationship for so long, and being apart for such a long time, you know it definitely is hard to like be on the same page and to stay in touch. 
um, which we we find a way we always find a way I feel like but this has definitely been like kind of a like reassuring like you know it's an assignment. Like, now it's yeah. a it's, it's it's a creative project so we have to like meet yeah. our deadlines and hold ourselves right? to- <laughs> no matter how much you love someone you know how you'll be like oh you know like let's talk on monday monday for sure mm-hmm. is the day we're gonna talk and then monday rolls around you're like with your man exactly or you're exhausted and you just want to nap or yeah. you literally just don't want to talk to anyone you'll be like tomorrow tomorrow well tomorrow I have work next Monday right we've got to hit our mark um and so oh pun intended damn (laughs) hit your mark mark. (laughs) um so yeah so it's it's been a really great way for us to keep up keep in touch and also just stay motivated and creative what yeah. Which brings me to my first question. Um, well, actually, it's really my third question. But since I said motivated, I'm just going to make it my first one. Yes, and I, I wanted to know with you, Drake, like what's keeping you motivated these days? What, you know, kind of excites you about mm. anything that you're doing or just waking up? Uh, I mean, yeah, so many things keep me motivated, definitely from like, one side I'm just motivated by just like the point I'm at in my life like I feel like I was it's crazy I was thinking about this this morning um when I was just drinking my coffee and just like kind of just like you know daydreaming a little bit I was thinking about how is it possible that I've this this is a very like I don't want this to get too dark <laughs> but this was on my mind I was thinking like is it possible that I've like over exhausted my existence too soon in my life <laughs> zap me up here <laughs> and now in like my almost 33rd year I'm like what what do I do now I've done everything that I like kind of wanted to do or like I burnt myself out so much like working my ass off for like so many years that like now I'm like I don't know what to do and then the other side of me is like no boo like (laughs) you still got a long ways to go like don't don't rest on your laurels and like this the other shoulder basically saying like that's just laziness like wake up (laughs) one on each shoulder (laughs) right there's two Khadijas (laughs) one's like you've done everything you can just relax don't worry about anything you're good the money will come to you right <laughs> and was like you better get to work if you want to make that money honey no yeah it's, it's very that but also at the same time what motivates me is like honestly my partner motivates me um my my fan yeah Mikey motivates me because he's just such an inspiration in my life um, which is why I fell in love with him in the first place. Um, <laughs> like you motivate me, my friends, my peers, and like, yeah, I mean, my family like definitely motivates me. Like I talked to my brother this morning on FaceTime and mm. just, I, I miss him and like love, like love definitely motivates me for sure. And just like how much I admire the people around me and the people that I care about like that definitely keeps me going in life and it also is like the catalyst of like me wanting to create like 
there's this like burning obviously like this burning like artistic like self that I have inside of me that is always wanting to make something I don't know really how to pinpoint that or like why but then there's this other part of that that is like oh I love to do stuff because I want the people that I admire and the people that I love i.e you Mikey my family my closest friends to like to be a part of that in some way whether it's them inspiring it whether it's them viewing it whether it's yeah. them just giving me feedback on it, whether it's them literally hating it and just like telling me that like it sucks, <laughs> which would never happen. But like, just like the idea of like encompassing all of that in like one experience, I just, I love the idea of that. So I think yeah. that that kind of like fantasy kind of keeps me going creatively and artistically for sure. Um, yeah. 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 And can I also ask you to tell us about your creativity right now and um, mm -hmm. what you're in the process of creating and, you know, kind of what you have going on for you. I saw that you were nominated for a European film festival. Is that correct? Oh, no. Well, yeah, a film that I made. Um ironically enough when the pandemic like started like before it was even mm -hmm. like lockdown or anything like that when we kind of were like first hearing about it um I made a film with some of my students and some of my friends back yeah. in Dallas and it was something that I was preparing for for a long time and then once like the pandemic was starting to become a thing we kind of had to rush it basically yeah. like before lockdown um so it didn't feel like a finished product it product it definitely felt like something I just like did because I had to because like leading up to like the production of it it wasn't like ideal you know what I mean like yeah. it was kind of like I had this like huge idea and then it was kind of like all right you need to do this now or like it's not gonna happen so then we just did it um and I submitted it to yeah the that film festival in Europe um, like a few months ago and literally forgot that I even submitted to that because I mean, the amount of things that I'm sure you know too, the amount of things that like we submit to as artists like on a daily basis, you can like can't, can't keep track of like what you're doing because it just becomes so much. Yeah, so I remember like, like a few months ago I submitted and then I got that email and I was like, oh cool. Like I didn't think that a film festival like this would admire a work like this because it was so like homemade and it was yeah. a dance film, but it got into like the experimental category, which was cool. But it was interesting to see like what it was up against in the festival because it was all these like movies that you would see like in the Tribeca Film Festival, like these like really legit, wow. like independent yeah. films. And then there's yeah. my like measly little like, iPhone like <laughs> dance film like which is which I was like that's kind of fierce work um yeah. but no it's definitely it was definitely cool that it, it was noticed because at the time it was definitely about like the the fear of like isolation and separation which was like a reflection of what was about to happen <laughs> and yeah it, it also had a lot it was like definitely racially driven and um just about identity and and just division in general and yeah. our like yearning to connect, which coincidentally, all of my work is always about that. Cause that, that story for me never truly ends. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, which is also like something cool to like think about, not cool, but just like interesting about the creative process is that 
maybe there's this pressure to feel like you always have to be doing something different. And even with that evolution, like feeling like you do have to be creating things different and like growing and evolving and changing. There's always this like one rooted like thing that it's coming from, you know what I mean? So it's like the same roots, the same tree, just like different branches and like flowers growing on it. So yeah, I don't don't really know where I was going with that, but yeah. (laughs) I totally connect to that. Well, first of all, everyone, that film is called Grip. And you can find that on what, your Vimeo page? Yeah, you can find it on my Vimeo, vimeo.com slash Mark Caserta. Or I'm pretty, I'm almost positive it's on my website, markcaserta.com. If not, there's a preview there. And there's clips of it all over my Instagram page as well. So yeah, check it out if you want. Thanks, Jiggy. Yeah, check him out on Instagram at doodles88. That's doodles, plural, number 88. Um, not to be looking for a doodle head. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then after that, stroll on over. (laughs) Um, it's interesting that you talk about, you know, uh, like roots and this kind of thematic, um, this thematic or this theme that kind of travels through all of your work, because I find that similarity, like in my writing and, Mm -hmm. you know, especially like in my journal writing, it's like the things that I've been seeking, some of the things that I have now are things that I've been um, wanting for so long. Like I really started journaling heavily, probably in like 2012, 2013. But Mm -hmm. if I go back for a while, I, I like used to be down on myself, like, oh, the things that I'm saying are so redundant. Mm-hmm. But now looking at them and be, being able to see like the trajectory of my growth, it's really grounding for me as a person because it's like, oh, these are things that I've always valued. These are, you know, these are creative topics that I've always been interested in. Um, so I think that's like really spot on what you're saying about, you know, this being your underlying theme, this yearning for connectivity. Um, and I think that any artist can kind of look back and, and see themselves in their older work, you know, regardless mm-hmm. of quality or, you know, right. the criticism that we give to ourselves, you can kind of just be like, oh, I was always interested in social justice, or I was always interested mm-hmm. in, you know, human rights or mm-hmm. love or, you know, whatever it is that drives people to make their art. I think. Right. we do kind of have this connectedness and if you can like tap into it I think that's pretty profound and cool yeah I think it's also interesting how we have this like tendency to like cut ourselves off and like stop ourselves but then we're like all we want to do is grow and evolve and change you know what I mean there's like this interesting yeah. like juxtaposition of like and then you can't grow if you didn't do those things that you did yeah as you know what I mean because there's there's nothing to yeah. like grow or or change from it's all like super valuable um yeah I just I just think that's really interesting yeah um, I agree well congratulations on that I appreciate you <laughs> I appreciate yeah it. and no I mean as far as like right now I just been you know it obviously we all know has been the struggle and you know yeah for for some people it has been amazing for others it's been really hard mm-hmm. and um which also just makes you think about this conversation that I was having with Mikey yesterday it's just about like individualism and how like interesting that is it's like we're all like individuals and like how everybody's experience is like is that person's experience and you really just 
you literally just cannot expect anybody to be like anybody or any anybody's journey to be like exactly the same as anyone else's. It's just like, I, I'm giving a very generic explanation of what I'm trying to say right now, but I, I promise, I promise you it was deep. I promise. <laughs> it was life altering. I mean, right. <laughs> some real realization yeah, yeah. no but I mean that is facts and I think that from that base principle mm-hmm. if you're able to like really apply that in your everyday life I think it can invoke like in a compassion and an empathy yeah that, but it's also like a burden off of yourself like if you can understand right. that everyone is experiencing the same life but in so many different ways yeah. um then you like one won't take things so personally and mm-hmm. two you can be fully like consumed with your own experience in in a in a positive kind of way it's like when you're really focused on your experience the outside um influences like don't have such an impression on you mm-hmm. but you can also recognize that someone else may be having like a difficult experience. We talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think like even in our last uh, episode, just mm-hmm. like if you are really consistent and, and grounded in like how you want to feel, then you'll be less tempted to be reactionary to like what's going on around you. Totally. So yeah, I can see the profoundness in that conversation. Yeah, you, just, you just explained it. <laughs> but it's also just like how we like revere people who like go off the trodden path or like the the usual path that most people would and kind of like we we want to be these people that like do things for ourselves and because yeah. it makes us happy and like we're not thinking about like the audience we're not thinking about how people will view it how people will take yeah. it in. like we like admire people like that so much but also at the same time we have a tendency to kind of like shoot those people down yep you know what I mean in the, in yeah. the same note like in the same notion so it's like it's very interesting to me um that back and forth but yeah um <clears throat> yeah right now I'm just like try I'm trying to stay active trying to stay creative um as far as like my dance practice my movement practice and um yeah for me it's been a lot of zoom creations a lot Mm -hmm. of like solo creations with people that I that I usually work with to create stuff and then on the other side of that reaching out to people that I'm like too afraid to like connect with and like zoom has been like a nice buffer um yeah. for me to like build connections that I would be honestly too too scared to do in like in in quote-unquote real life in person you know what I mean so like <laughs> this, the, the the interesting about the interesting thing about this for me is that like I've, I've been getting to work with people that I normally wouldn't get to work with and feeling a little mm-hmm. more confident and like reaching out to people and saying hey let's do like a zoom creation for fun and you know and and that kind of stuff so that's what I've been doing keeping keeping myself busy with that and um yeah that's pretty much it I got working on this new solo right now that literally has been a culmination of a lot of material and ideas that I've been building over this past year yeah that would really be nothing and then I was like hey why not just like make something of that I have like all this stuff in like a backpack like a backpack of like information and material that I'm just gonna kind of throw into the corner and forget about why don't I just like 
dump that backpack out and make it a thing. So yeah, that's this new solo that I've been working on. And okay. other than that, I'm just, you know, living, breathing, trying, crying and crying. <laughs> shining. <laughs> shining. <laughs> what about you? What about you? <laughs> what about me? Yeah. Um, because there was an intersection wow. there's and then like any anything else like surrounding that or or anything recent anything that you did over the past few months that we don't know about yeah so the intersection um was like is still currently in process but is a really right. special project to me um the intersection kind of deals with us looking and dissecting our suffering and what that journey is through healing, through community, and through self-empowerment. And I think it's really personal to my journey, probably like over the last nine years, um, and just things that I've been through in my life and how I've processed mm. that and how I've channeled that into, um, into art. And then the desire to want to build a community based off that. I think that a lot of the work that I'm interested in, always have been interested in doing has been communal work, collaboration. Um, I'm so inspired by my peers and my friends and my partner and um, just wanting to create a space where we can all like utilize our voice to uh, to tell our truth, but in a meaningful way that also kind of highlights humanity and community. Mm -hmm. um, I find that the more opportunity that I'm given, the more I want to give back in a meaningful way. And so it, it was like a lot of searching of like how to do that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then as my journey kind of transitioned from just performance artist to performance artist to educator and director. Um, I found that a lot of my work giving back was through education mm. and also just wanting to offer these tools to my community, my family, my friends, um, my creators, you know, seeing us suffering in a lot of ways and just wanting us to get to that place of empowerment where we can say or express like I'm suffering in this way and this has been my journey to healing. I'm really interested in, in the journey of healing um, because I feel like I've been on that journey for so long. Yeah. So that's what the intersection is about in a philosophical um, standpoint. And then, you know, tangibly it's a, it's a set, it's a, it's a film, a, a multimedia collaborative film um, featuring Missy Robinson and my partner, Arca, or Sean, who goes by the producer name, um, Arcatron. Yeah. So um, the three, and he's, he's a sound composer. Um, so the three of us, Missy being a visual artist and a dancer, um, or she expresses that she is an interpreter yeah and I love that yeah. as she's doing so much more than just dancing you know her her ability to bring life and feeling and um it's just it's incredible what she's able to bring to a project so so much more than a dancer and then my role as the creative director kind of um 
keeping us honed in on this theme and developing the creative side of it, you know, but with so much input from my collaborators and really allowing them to um, express their journey. So The Intersection is a film. It will be um, presented digitally this this fall, this September. And um, for that, I received a grant from New Music USA. And that has also uh, um, kind of- Second time winner of this grant, by the way. Yes, my second grant, which also just gives me so much um, inspiration and faith in myself that I am able to create these mm. um, opportunities for myself and my fellow collaborators, you know, mm that the money is out there for us artists to do what we wanna do and do what we need to do. And again, just bringing it back to it being a meaningful project. So right. I'm really looking to um, learn more about organizations that I can get involved with as an artist to um, bring about like social change and yeah. empowerment for uh, marginalized communities. And I find that again, like through my journey as an educator, it's been so important for my students to see a black woman creating and paving her mm -hmm. path. And with all of the institutions that I've worked with, something that became like such a prideful thing for me was um, being a black creator and for my black students and, and all students of color and all students of all, you know, marginalized communities to see a reflection of themselves and know that they can take it further. Mm. Um, I think that the dance world and the art world in general, there are these pockets of color um, that just are not highlighted, you know, enough. And I feel like so much has been taken from black culture and black dance and black art without credit being given due. So it's just been so important for, for me to really continue to pave my way as a black mm. woman in a space that feels oversaturated with um, like white institutions and white mm. supremacy through funding. Um, right. So, yeah, so that that's been really exceptional for me. And then, like I said, yeah, just like wanting to be involved with more organizations and give voice to more communities and give empowerment. For me, art has been a journey of empowerment and receiving this grant has been empowering. Like you can do the work, you can get the funding and you can create freely you know um again going back to all my writing like some of my desire lists are like I want creative freedom I want creative freedom not knowing what that meant but also just knowing I want to create in a way that I want to create you know yeah. so that's the intersection um and that that's what I have going on right now that I'm in post-production so we've done our two residencies we've shot you know the majority of the footage and now it's about like putting it together, editing this piece, finishing the touches, the final touches on music. And, mm. you know, I love it. It's got dance and poetry, dance featuring Mark's choreography. I mean, it just hit me like a brilliant moment. We usually work together. Mm -hmm. Working on this project and being like a solo director was really scary for me. And, you know, at times there was a lot of self-doubt. And right. then also being pregnant and just being like, I'm a little overwhelmed with the administration. Mm. 
preparation that goes into creating a project. You know, I'm a little yeah. overwhelmed with the creative vision and making sure that we're all on the same page. Um, I'm a little overwhelmed with the choreography that, you know, I need to produce for this project on top of, um, you know, just like the logistics of flying people, booking uh, people, booking space, like yeah. with the pandemic. Um, and then like this voice came to me and was like, wait, you don't have to do anything yourself. Like this, this project is about collaboration, like hit up Mark, he's your best friend and the best choreographer, mm -hmm. you know, you know, mm -hmm. like hire him for some phrase work and, and ask Missy if she's interested in doing this and ask yeah. Arca if he's interested, you know. So for me, it just, like, I felt like the truest essence of myself came through this work right. once I stopped resisting and like, and when I say resisting, I mean like doubting myself or thinking I need to do everything or yeah. trying to be uber professional when I'm working with my best friend and my, my partner, my soulmate, you know? So right. it's just like, right. just right. be right. honest, just ask for what you need. Yeah. Everyone is on board. Everyone is exciting. Like you have created this wonderful opportunity for people to create more art and get paid reasonably for doing so. Yeah. Um, so that I is- long-winded journey of what I'm doing right now so yeah guys just look out for that it's called the intersection you can find that um on my Instagram page doodle underscore head um also on my website doodleonthestars.com and um also on new music USA's uh 2020 project grant so that will be premiering online in september and you'll get more information as it develops love it yeah i just i feel like it's we definitely get you know we get in this mindset that sometimes we need to do everything ourselves or even that we want that's how we want it we want to do everything ourselves and and be alone yeah. and, and kind of figure it out on our own and then maybe there's this sense of like reward after like being able to like conquer all of these like mountains on your own yeah. and then look back and say, yeah. I did that. You know what I mean? I think there's yeah. also this like beautiful thing about having these people surrounding you, whether near, far, now or then in your life that with or without you like wanting to or planning that those those people are there for you. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they've yeah. been a part of your journey this whole time, um, yeah. you know, physically, mentally, all of that. And I, I just think it's, it's nice to know that like, you don't have to do everything yourself, that like collab collaboration can be really helpful, really amazing and beautiful. Um, just as much as, you know, conquering something on your own can be super rewarding, yeah. super cool. I think sometimes we forget that like it's okay to need help to ask for help or you know to have those people that really care about you on board with your project or, or just some uh yeah. an, an event in your life you know what I mean that's important to you that yeah I just think it's important to remember that and I think it's so important to surround yourself like right. to surround yourself with those people that you can really trust you know that yeah. you can trust that are, are going to um 
really work to enhance your vision, really work to be a co-creator in your vision, but also that have your back when you right. are like, I need help, you know? So it, it's, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like, it's so rewarding to be like, I did this, you know, and I can do this. Mm -hmm. And it's also really empowering to, to look around you and be like, I have this community standing with me, ready to jump in, you know, and we're, we're on a similar journey. So yeah. You know, I think that's just a testament to how we live and who yeah. we surround ourselves by, who who we spend our time with, and right. who we're influenced by. Like one of the things that I'm so grateful for, and I try and make it a point to to um, acknowledge my gratitude every day is actually my community from mm. my family, you know, and both of us, like Matt and Quee, yeah. being a huge part and catalyst of Drake Productions doing right. all film and photography work and you know again looking around like who is in my corner that I trust with my vision and that I admire their skills and I think that just being able to ask yourself those questions and like be fulfilled by the answers is like a huge blessing um, on our artistic journey you know whether it's your mentor or your photographer or mm -hmm. your composer you know or your dancers like running a dance company or you know just having people that you really admire and trust right. um is just it for me has been like one of the most profound parts of my journey and that's why community is so like infused in my work and and you know the same with you just this yearning Absolutely. for connection yeah on a human level on an artistic level you know right. on a spiritual level like and it's it cool to think too drig how like that affects those people who are in like our circle in your circle who are helping you like succeed yeah. or get to this point that you want to be at like from their perspective like how that's helpful for them you know what I mean it yeah. it could be something as just simple as like I have a, a gig now or I have a project now or just yeah. like that that sense of collaboration not just like coming from in this case like for you with the intersection not just coming like solely from you as like the center of that project how that yeah. kind of ripples out and how people want to work with you how people want to be a part of your inner circle I just think that's yeah. all like super special yeah I mean look at the work that C Tom did for us just on a whim just being right. inspired by what we were doing yeah. and it was exactly what we needed at the moment and it was also exactly what she wanted at the moment you know to have clients to you know help people build their brand and their logo and their in the face of their brand yeah. and you know it's just like the, the people that you need the most are sometimes like right there right in your community and I just really admire the fact that she just sent us some some fan art you know and it's just like these are things that she does because she loves what exactly. she loves being yeah. creative, but she also loves us and was inspired yeah. by what we're doing so it's like you're inspiring your circle and you know when you're taking these steps for yourself so yeah and it's yeah. crazy because like when she sent us those like at the time like my reaction was like Oh my gosh, like, it's just like me and Deej talking like on Zoom, like recording. It's not like anything, but then like that, that's how like things grow. And that's how like yeah. things like get inspired. And like, yeah. it's, it's just, it's just really cool. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, do you want to take a little break? Yes, let's take a break. 
Yeah. Might throw on another piece of French toast. No. <laughs> good. Croissant French toast. Vegan croissant French toast, y'all. Is Get into it. Yeah. I need yeah. to I, I need to put my recipes on my blog. <laughs> right. Hello. That that could be a, a freaking like branch of doodle on the stars. Like okay. yeah. Come on. Okay, y'all, we'll be right back. I ran with no engine and I breathe a ghost. I pray to myself. I got when I talk. Okay. I'm officially ready. Okay, y'all. We are back, back, back. Welcome back. It's that you see it from the back, back. Back, back, back. Hey, I don't know that song. I'm so you late. You need to know this song and this video, Drake. After we hang up, I like even watch it with with Arca. I don't recommend ladies watching it with your man. It's Doja Cat. So hot, it's ridiculous. And watch the old school one. Like she has a remix one with some rapper. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's Doja Cat, and it's like I forget what the hell the song's called. Like maybe from the back, but she's just like. Hot as hell, singing in the booth with the body of a goddess and singing about it. Uh, And it's gag worthy. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, it makes me think of, do you remember we used to watch Pussycat Dolls live from Vegas? Like literally every time. You remember Nicole when she like turned turned into that like old woman on that one part? Do you understand that? (laughs) Yeah, we used to watch it like on repeat, and then it was the other one was the Beyonce experience. We used to watch it all the time. Literally, the microphone around that, y'all. We would like, like, hate on, make fun of, but also like be obsessed with Beyonce, like all all in one, like (laughs) one experience. So much. I mean, she is just completely. Mm-hmm. consumed yeah. the life of everyone around the world <laughs> but it's so inspiring now her and all her perfect glory like to yeah. see where she came from and and, yeah. and and at some point it was crazy and I might get murdered today for saying that but <laughs> the jump, the jump but, yeah she jumped down like how did she did the knees up and landed <laughs> in a squat and then, like, brought the house up. Literally. I was like, okay, then, you're a ninja now. Remember, like, the the big, like, gallop runs, like, across, across the stage? stage. <laughs> Mark, she was like, I have to be on my on my location. My spotlight's about to go. I we would, we had, like, a, a college course study on that, on the Beyonce experience. We would, like, analyze every dancer Every move yeah. they did, we would pause, rewind, and be like, watch her again. No, watch her on this part. She's doing it the best. She's killing it on this part. Like, <laughs> yes. 
We need to take that course to universities. Oh, absolutely. Turn to page 394. Yeah. We need to pitch it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's our next project. Yeah, literally. Yes. The Beyonce experience through the, the eyes of experience. <laughs> through the eyes of <laughs> Pussycat Dolls live in Vegas. Right. Oh. Uh, if you haven't seen it, find it somewhere on YouTube and get into it. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Doja. Right. Of course, Doja Cat. Back it. Look back at it. Um, Look back at it. Uh, that's not her song. I know. That's not but... it. But yeah. <laughs> we love you, Doja Cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Driggy, I wanted to ask. We were talking about like being individual. We were talking about like really doing things on your own. And we're also talking about how it can be really beautiful to have like a team, to have collaborations, to have these people in your circle around you, helping you along the way. I wanted to ask you, how has moving to a new place, being in this beautiful relationship and now being on your um, pregnancy journey with baby Bean, how has that Mm -hmm shifted your life I mean obviously it's shifted your life how let's just talk about that a little bit how have things changed for you like I mean so much has changed for me and um I feel really really grateful it's almost coming up on a year that I moved to LA um but a lot of it started in the height of the pandemic and just missing like out on work. I mean, essentially all of my work was furloughed, um, furloughed, whatever. <laughs> whatever, y'all. Uh, <laughs> y'all know. <laughs> I was essentially laid off from everything. Right. I was teaching, I was working in the theater, I was working in a restaurant, I was creating, you know, on my own time and I was consulting a little bit and all of that came to a halting stop. And, you know, me and my partner decided that this would, you know, be the most appropriate time for us to live together. And we had talked about me moving to LA. Um, He's from the East Coast, so he was also considering moving home. Um, But I really wanted a change of scenery. So Mm. we were like, you know, we were in a long distance relationship and we just made the conscious decision that, you know, why why continue that journey we were uncertain about the future um so i just i feel immensely grateful for um taking that leap of faith and it working out the way that it did so we went from being in a long distance relationship to moving in together um rather quickly into our relationship and you know there's definitely been trials and tribulations but Mm -hmm. i think that we're really compatible and kind of um just on the same page about what we want in life and how we want our life to go. So it was, it was pretty seamless, you know, and now, you know, we're expecting baby bean. I am 33 weeks pregnant. Is today Monday or Tuesday? Today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. As of yesterday, I'm 33 weeks pregnant. So well into my um third trimester and so it's shifted from being in a long distance relationship like I remember and there's been times where I've mourned this because life changes so drastically and so quickly Mm. 
Um, but I would be bouncing around Jersey City, getting my matcha, doing my shopping. I had roommates. I lived in this like downtown apartment. I would just walk to the river and I was living this like completely free life. Before the pandemic hit, you know, I wanted to travel to India to get my yoga certification. And then I was going to maybe stop off in some more Asian countries. I was thinking about going back to Bali. I just had this immense sense of freedom. Mm. You know, um, we've even talked about Arca coming and joining me in Asia. Like that was a dream of ours. But before any inkling of the pandemic, I'm talking last March, I was like, okay, by July, I want to be out of Jersey City, but I'm going to travel throughout the summer and end up in LA in the fall. And then, you know, all of the travel bans went up. Mm-hmm. I was definitely not going to travel to a place that's really populated like India mm-hmm. um, and or just be on a plane jet setting in the midst right, of right. the coronavirus. So those plans definitely changed. Um, And then in the fall, so then it's like, you're waiting for life to kind of get back to normal. And I'm like, well, now I'm in a whole new location. You know, I've I've gotten this grant, I'm starting this art project, like, now really isn't the time to travel. And then there were all the spikes of the fall. So it was like, you really just need to accept this journey of hunkering down. um, And, you know, what, what is life bringing you? And then I look up and I'm pregnant, you know, and it's like, oh, this is what life is bringing me. And I had to really kind of shift my mindset from this single, not single, but, you know, this single, I was a single person, you know, now I'm completely living my life for my child, you know, and that's not just a one and done thing. I mean, this is my entire future now, you know, like now, I'm responsible for the cultivation of someone else's life. So that on that level, um, I feel really excited. And also, again, like having to accept that my life is altered and kind of like reroute my dreams. But it also feels like um, everything is so much more purposeful now. You know, I was already wanting stability. I was already wanting financial freedom. I was already wanting to be, you know, in a lifelong partnership. And it just seems like those things have been granted to me and they're precious, you know, and um, Mm. so the importance of things for me changed, you know, like now it's like, I'll be traveling with my family, you know, even, even when things open up again, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not going to go to India to get my yoga certification. Maybe someplace like Costa Rica would be more feasible Mm -hmm. with a potential, you know, oh no. I don't know where my screen went. The Zoom screen? Yeah. Oh no. Oh wait, is it because your phone vibrated? Yes. Are you back? I'm back. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I need to just put my phone on airplane mode, but it'll still come through my computer. You're keeping this in the episode. This is tragic. (laughs) I don't even remember what I was saying. That, you know, now I'll be traveling with my family, which is exciting. Well, yeah. And just like kind of changing. You were just talking about how like you can still do the things you want to do, but just like changing the, the tone a little bit or like, yeah maybe not india but costa rica maybe you know what i mean like that kind of stuff 
Exactly. So yeah, I feel like these things that were also like a little further down the line on my bucket list are happening now, which mm-hmm. life tends to do, you know, like it's not right. going to be for your timing. It's like, these are things that I've obviously called into the universe. Um, so I mean, but the beautiful part is like, I've still been able to thrive as an artist. I've still been able to create. Um, my body has changed so much. So I'm excited to get back to, you know, like a more um, consistent dance practice right now. Like the the basis of what I'm able to do is like a tiny bit of yoga. And I try and do that multiple times throughout the day just to, you know, make sure my ligaments and body is, you know, stretching and malleable for the preparation of birth. Everything in my life right now is like for the preparation of birth. Yeah. Um, But so, yeah, like it's changed my trajectory, but in that change, I feel like I've gained so much. I've gained such a greater sense of self and awareness and empathy you know like Mm. a mother's love is completely different and I had no idea couldn't even imagine what that meant um 10 months ago nine months ago uh so it's been hard at times like I've definitely mourned and gone through cycles of just mourning what was lost mourning this freedom that I felt but at the same time I feel like this journey has put me in such a place of empowerment and you know the blessings are so immense Um, my birth team my community my family Sean's family you know just really surrounding us in love and Mm. excitement and it's just like what is more exciting and precious than a baby you know, and I'm, I'm 33 years old now. So it's like, I couldn't have imagined this for myself a year and a half ago, you know, mm-hmm. um, moving and being in a relationship is one thing and that's great. But then taking this journey of parenthood together, um, yeah. that it's, it's just like, it's to the next level. So yeah, to that, I'll say that, you know, my trajectory has changed from just being a, girl bouncing around Jersey City to now a mother, you know, living in LA and nesting and building a home, you know, for her child. And um, also like greater dreams, you know, greater dreams that I see achievable, like buying a house and, and, and just, you know, these are things that you want to do and you have to do for your child. And now there's nothing more important than me to me than the financial stability, than building, you know, my career so that my child has everything that he wants and needs and that we're able to provide like a good, meaningful and holistic life for him. Um, And because art is what I do, it has to be, you know, in an artistic way. So Yeah, I I would say that's how my trajectory has changed. It's all very exciting. And, you know, I still have to pinch myself. Like today we were talking about my baby Bean plays this like little tapping game where he like taps where my hands are. And sometimes I think I'm making it up. And then I realize like, no, he's actually following my hands. And then I'm like, oh my God, like not only is there someone moving and alive in there like this little guy has a personality and you know is joking and is playful and it's yeah. just like we were joking about it earlier but like yeah bean is like intelligent like i i feel like he knows yeah. that i feel like he feels that like i feel yeah. like he feels that connection you know what i mean i feel like i think about like the intersection i think about your project i think about your 
life practice and like your art and the connections to the journey that you're on right now with your pregnancy. And it's just, to me, it yeah. just like all kind of ties in, you know? So yeah, I just. It's so funny because it's like, I am so connected to myself on a different level, but at the same time, I like also don't have control over myself. <laughs> like, you know, like the, the right. physical changes that happen in pregnancy are so out of your control. Like I'm not used to being this exhausted. And as I said, like I, I was coming from working like three, four times, four jobs at one time to, I can barely, you know, after I send three emails, I'm wiped out. I'm like, I have to go sit on the couch and you, right. know, like, you need to sleep, 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 sleep. And I'm like, I don't want to sleep. All I do is sleep. And then I like, I need more sleep, you know, like just not having control over the way, you know, I feel and just having to surrender to that. Um, but all this entire journey has been surrender, you know, like I'm in the middle of creating an art project and, and, and it's dance, it's a dance art project. And, you know, now I'm pregnant. So how does that, you know, change things? And so, um, you know, I'm really proud of like my physical body for pushing the -hmm. way that we have (laughs) these last nine months or where am I? eight months I'm in month eight now um and so yeah it's it's insane it's like I'm so connected to myself but at the same time I've had to surrender so much control over my own vessel you know like the body functions and just it's it's an insane journey um but again it's a blessed one and I can't see my life any other way but it's also hard to imagine that this time last March like I said, I was happy in my new downtown apartment. I was bouncing around. I was getting my matcha, you know, like I was working all over the place. And right. this this time, one year later. And so it's like, don't put yourself in any boxes and allow life to take you on the journey that you're meant to go on. These and exactly what you said, like mm-hmm. these are things that I've always wanted for myself. And it's always been like, well, when, you know, is that going to happen? And, yeah. you know, ironically, yeah. my two younger sisters are guiding me through this pregnancy. So it's just right. like, you know, mm-hmm. I spent so much time raising them and teaching them and being there. Um, they're, I guess, like teacher, you know, and now I'm calling them to get my questions answered. And, you know, what kind of doula do I need? And what question should I ask my midwife? And, you know, just all of these things. And it's like my my amazing 24 year old sister is guiding me through parenthood, my amazing, I think she might be 27. It's crazy. Maybe she's 26. Um, You know, like, they're the ones guiding me through this pregnancy. So Yeah. yeah it's amazing yeah I just think it's it's beautiful like the awareness that you have just as a person and thank you you know that that you're going to have as a mother that you already have um and everything that comes with just like bringing a new person into this world into to our universe it's just and seeing Arca transition to fatherhood is just like you know I've known him for years now and you know getting to know him really intimately over the course of this last year but um just you know in our relationship just seeing him rise to so many occasions and 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 grow as a person and now it's like 
we're each individually taking this incredible journey. Like he's going to be a father. I'm going to be a mother, but together, like we are the parents of someone. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's crazy to look, it's crazy to, to think about that and to think about, you yeah. know, when I arrived here last May and we were just moving in together, you know, like, and we felt like family, we operated very much in the same way, but now, you know, when I talk to his parents, they're not just his parents, like I'm the mother of their grandchild. So it's just like the connection, you know, it just, it takes it all to a new height. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been wonderful. Thanks for asking and thanks for all yeah. your kind words. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for just everything and for the insight <clears throat> and for sharing. Yeah. So my question for you randomly on a lighter note um, is what are your pastime hobbies twofold? And then what are you listening to, you know, these days? I know we have like so much more time on our hands, but yeah, what's your, what's your day to day? Coincidentally enough, I love listening to podcasts, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but like stuff that is, you know, that can kind of like take me out of reality sometimes mm-hmm. I, I'm really into yeah. um because there's a lot of reality up in my head so <laughs> I yeah I've been listening to a lot of Bob the Drag Queen and oh. Monet Exchange and they're two of my favorite artists two, two of really really amazing drag queens that I love but not only do they discuss like drag and everything that comes with it, which is like always a good time. Um, they discuss like, you know, issues in society and things that are happening, like current events and stuff like that. But hearing it just from like a queer black perspective is, is super, super yeah. interesting for me. So that is something that I'm definitely into. That's definitely a pastime of mine. Yeah. Where can we find them? uh they are i mean they're they're all over social media bob literally bob the drag queen (laughs) and and monet exchange and i mean they're like super super famous especially in the queer community and the podcast that they have is called sibling rivalry um yeah and that honestly is a lot of what inspired me wanting to do this podcast with you because it was really just like two best friends kind of like having conversations and building this kind of like um furthering their relationship through that through that platform which is really cool um yeah and uh, what else music wise Mikey put me on to an artist years ago actually when we first started talking online ironically before we actually met he was um, telling me about this artist, Mickey Blanco. And yeah, yeah, I brought Mickey up before. They're just, Uh oh my goodness. Just like next level, like out of this universe, like from like the past, but also like way beyond like anything that we've ever experienced before as an artist. Like, I just think that they are amazing. And recently, like we've been, well, I've been getting more into their music. Mikey has always been to to Mickey, and that's like, oh yeah, Mikey was in one of one of Mickey's music videos. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Might have showed me that. That sounds so yeah, familiar. Yeah. Um, and the music is just incredible. Like, 
not just to like groove out to, but just to listen to and kind of like, like we we're talking about with the Beyonce experience, just kind of like yeah. cut it up, analyze it, pause it, talk about it, start it over. Like yeah. Frank, it's very like Frank Ocean. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. very that, um, yeah, you should definitely listen to some tracks. Okay. Uh, yeah, Mickey is amazing. Also just like great representation of the queer community and yeah, amazing music, amazing music. Um, what else? And just watching, like we talked about this before, watching like trash YouTube videos that I don't need to watch. That is definitely a past time of mine. Like when I'm not like busy, when I'm not working or like creating or anything like that, I usually, I really like to just kind of like mellow out and like, yeah. you know, sit back, relax and like watch like comedy, watch just crap on YouTube. <laughs> I've also like recently have been getting out. I mean, you probably know this about me, but I love, I have this like weird fascina- fascination with like horror and like horror movies. I've always loved scary movies since I was a kid. I probably mostly because I was introduced to them like at super young age, which I shouldn't have been. And my like fear of them almost like intrigues me. So like, I think that's why I have this like weird obsession with them. I'll never yeah. forget that time. I was at my cousin's sleepover and I was literally like seven or something. And they were all like in their teenage years and they all fell asleep watching The Exorcist and I stayed up watching it by myself. I'll never <laughs> forget that moment. <laughs> so like that started this like weird um, obsession with horror for me. So I've been getting into these like horror analyzations on YouTube, just like breaking down like cult classics and stuff like that. So it's like another side of me that not a lot of people know about. (laughs) But yeah, um, yeah, very that. (laughs) What about you? All good, all good things. (laughs) All fun things, that's amazing. Yeah, super fun. What about you, Any, any new hobbies, any new things that you've been passing the time with other than literally being completely preoccupied with your <laughs> with with sleep. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well I really like and I'm giving up my subscription this month because mothering and finances but I really like listening to spiritual books on audible oh yeah um and just like any books like like the last, like, I've been listening to a lot of Pema Children, but mm. before the book that I listened to before that was called Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Mm. And it is so good and so funny. Um, but I, I like a lot of um, kind of just like therapy, self-help books. Mm. Um, there's also one called How to Be a Badass at Making Money. And it's just like, good information to do while you're like taking a shower like if you feel like you're supposed to be doing something productive but you don't really feel like it you can throw on an audiobook yeah I also love watching things on YouTube like home makeovers room makeovers and you know those are like my favorite hobbies aside from um binge watching re-binge watching Game of Thrones (laughs) um (laughs) we literally like started from like season six and watched six seven and eight and then we went all the way back to one and now we're back at season eight we're like watching I'm like just watching yeah Yeah, this is my fourth time around so like those are my 
hobbies. I also love grocery shopping and thinking about food and watching mm. um, Jamie Oliver make things that I don't even eat. He's like, today I'm going to make crab cakes. And I'm like, great, delicious. I'm like, don't eat seafood. Don't eat meat. Right. Um, <laughs> like, this is fascinating. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. I mean, I he makes that. the most wild things. And I, sometimes I'm able to recreate them and make them vegan. But sometimes I just am like, I might consider eating lamb and Arca's like, we're not getting, (laughs) I'm like, come on, babe. Did you see what he did to the lamb shoulder? (laughs) Um, So yeah, those, those are my hobbies. Sleeping, watching and listening to audio books. I love that. Yeah. Um, Okay. Do you want to jump into some rapid fire? Are you ready for these wild questions I have for you? I'm ready. ready? (laughs) (laughs) i'm ready i'm terrified i'm nervous but i'm excited at the same time (laughs) oh and i'm listening to um yeah mostly the audio the audible books and then yeah um, the perks of having a producer boyfriend with a record collection that takes over your entire Mm. living room Mm. um we listened to a lot of actually yesterday we were listening to Stevie Wonder. Um, um I've been really like wanting every time he's like, what should we listen to? I'm like, Marvin Gaye, put on Marvin Gaye. And he just knows the history of everything. So I'm just like, you pick the good tracks and we'll <laughs> listen. Um so yeah, listening to like a lot of oldies and um a lot of Spanish trap music. I love Bad Bunny. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so just a little bit everywhere. And then even some older um, Spanish music like uh, Hector Laveau and Willie Colon. I like dance around my kitchen and listen oh, to that. Um, so yeah, one of my goals is to get better at Spanish. So I try and do so through music because I'm not really around anyone who speaks Spanish anymore. Right. Um, but rapid fire questions. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, okay. What is your favorite breakfast? <laughs> what is your favorite hobby? <laughs> my, Rewind. My favorite breakfast, like truly, and I haven't had it in such a long time, but my favorite breakfast is, ironically, croissant with strawberry jam. It that is, is a great breakfast. Oh, so good. When I used to tour in Europe, they had those free breakfasts that you would come down and eat, and you can catch me for like two hours in the breakfast area just <laughs> gnawing on croissants and strawberry jam. <laughs> it is truly like one of the wonders of the world. Yeah. I used to work at Choco Pond. That's mm-hmm. what I would literally eat is croissants and yeah. actually strawberry jam. Yeah. Uh, any jam, but nothing does oh, yeah. it like strawberry jam. And I mean, so I can do toast, like toast. I love toast, but a croissant, just the croissant, like, is so good. Go to Whole Foods and get the croissant toast. They even have right. the non-vegan edition, but you can get the vegan edition um, and you can have croissant toast. Yeah. You know, or you can buy the, the boxes of croissants. Um, so that's good. So that's Yeah, I need to, we need to go to Whole Foods, apparently, instead of Sprouts, because Sprouts is way more expensive than Whole Foods. Not way more, but just like, like a couple bucks more. Like you'll look up and be like, 
this is 70 cents more. This had, this is at Whole Foods for two for six. And, right. you know, and it's crazy because Whole Foods is expensive in comparison yeah. to Trader Joe's. But, you know, the produce is going to be on point. Yeah. And they've got some real delectable treats. Work. Um, and you can get a juice or like a cute little cafe drink while you shop. That is true. That is true. And Sprouse doesn't have that. So it's like a treat. Goodbye, Sprouts forever. <laughs> <No. laughs> Deuces. Okay, Driggy, what is your, and I feel like I know the answer, but I'm excited for everyone else to know the answer. Oh, what yeah. is your all-time favorite book? Oh, well, The Alchemist. But was that the answer that you were expecting? I thought you were going to say one of the Harry Potters, but I forgot well, about that. Well, then I was going to say, and like the Harry Potter series, but like- yeah. The the Alchemist, yeah, the, I I love that book. I need to read it again, actually. It's it should it's like one of those things you need to read like every like other year. Yeah, like remind yourself of that journey. Remember when I was reading it, we were doing the summer at Ailey, and yeah. I was obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a amazing. good book. What's your favorite Harry Potter book? I would definitely have to say the sixth one just because I feel like you get so much of like the backstory. Of like, everyone. Just like find out so much stuff in that book. I love yeah. that book. But then obviously like the seventh one is amazing too. The seventh one is amazing. And the third one is pretty amazing too. Yeah, the third one is, yeah. Third one is up is there really for sure. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Rapid fire number three is walk us through your ideal perfect day. Oh my God. What would you do? <laughs> what would I do? Okay, I would wake up and have a croissant with strawberry jam. Ding, ding, ding. Maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have a really great cup of coffee mm. and drink like two glasses of water. Ooh. Maybe three. Um, I would probably take a shower first. Because I'm that person that like I can't start my day unless I take a shower. I know some people are like I don't shower until night. I'm like no, I need okay. to take a shower to start I'm my day. In this until I take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a frump until I actually shower. Like yeah, so definitely shower, eat, hydrate. It. I wish I could like go on a run or I would I would exercise some in yeah. some way I would exercise in some way um and then what what would I do I would definitely like love to see if it was possible in a perfect world to see like all the people I love and care about even just to say hi like very like Sesame Street Mr. Rogers like, on the street as you're yeah. by, out their window like hey Mara, like, hey <laughs> like on repeat every day I would I would move dance in some way I would like you know do something I would need to listen to music um eat a really good lunch something Mm -hmm. like nutritious someone already made it for you You yeah exactly oh my god like the pharaoh salad from the standard I could really go for that right now (laughs) it needs to be a full like destination trip true and then, yeah, I already said, listen to some good music. I said dance in, in some way. And then just like $5,000 would just like 
be there like in front of me and I would pick it up and put it in my pocket and that would happen every day that would be like a recurring thing so I wouldn't have to work right but then not to say that I would be lazy because I would still want to be active you know what I mean but then uh what would happen I would probably go back to my like beautiful like farmhouse um that has like an art commune in the back somewhere that like a bunch of artists are probably like doing their thing at. I don't need to like check on them because they're fine. Right. Um, it, and then I would go check on my bakery, which is up and running. <laughs> this would be passed through for another croissant. And yeah. I would go pour everybody a cup of coffee and then be like, hey, is everybody having a great day? Okay, great. And then I would probably go take another shower. Right. <laughs> um, yeah you know, like relax a little bit, watch a really good movie, eat a great dinner and somehow involving French fries. And then, yeah, I would probably just like go lay in bed and put on like drag race and then go to sleep. Wake up and do it all over again. Wake up and do it all over again. That's actually pretty epic. Maybe like a walk in the woods somewhere or maybe like a run on the beach somewhere, you know. Maybe something. The exercise is like it's it's free form. Whatever inspires you. Exactly. That you've got like the the path to the woods, exactly. the path to the beach. Yes. You could go straight to the gym. You know, yes. those yes. things are interchangeable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, I love I love actually I love doing that because and I also love to sing. And whenever I'm like walking by myself or like going anywhere by myself, and I'm like out in the open and there aren't people around, I will belt. For sure, like somebody hears me and is like, "What is going on?" But it's I the birds love, they all leave from right? the trees. <laughs> <laughs> I will live my Whitney Houston, yeah. Luther Vandross fantasy and just oh. like belt at the top of my lungs, so that I would have to do that at some point too. I think that I should listen to some Luther Vandross today because yeah. Once you're like listening to him, you're just like, how? How is this possible? Yeah. How is this possible? Yesterday, Whitney came on at the grocery store. I can't even remember what song, but I had to just stop what I was doing and just like take a moment to be like, she is truly one of the greatest singers. That it's just ever. phenomenal. Like, I, there's just no explanation. There's no, some people are just like divine talent given to us, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Also, side note, I've been listening to and actually incorporated it into a mix that I'm using um, right now. Boys to Men. The harmony. The <laughs> harmonies. Like, are you kidding? The runs, the ad-libs. Yeah, oh, my I should, gosh. I should do that, too. Yeah. yeah. Some great musical selections there. Um, yeah, that sounds like an incredible day. And I'm going to work to incorporate all of that. Yeah. Into my day now too. I'm gonna have my croissant toast. I've got yeah. my strawberry jam. Yeah, it's just a variation. Pasta. You can do yeah, the variation, pasta. modify it if you need, but yeah. yeah. The bakery and the artist commune is clutch. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm one of the artists in the back, me and Bean mm-hmm. doing like tot dance, <laughs> <laughs> <Tot> improv. <laughs> That's actually something I'm really excited to do and I don't know if it's gonna ever like go back to being the same is like getting back into contact improv like I just Mm -hmm. have such and it could be my yearning for connection like I just envision the most epic like improv sessions with people and I'm like when is it gonna be safe 
to do that. Like everyone takes dance class in mass now. Like I can't imagine rolling all over someone's oh, right. body and like, I don't know. I just have these like one-off fantasies of like picturing what I want to do in the dance community and contact totally. improv is one of them. I'm going to teach that to Bean. Yeah. Oh my God. He's going to be an expert. <laughs> I always remember you talking about that residency that you were at with Kurt. And whenever you talk about improv, contact improv, I literally picture like you and Kurt, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like rolling down a hill together. Rolling down a hill, like intertwined. Yeah. Kurt is so special and so smart. The thing yeah. that I loved about that retreat was just like meeting these strangers and the inevitable intimacy that comes with. Mm-hmm dancing like contacting and improving beyond just like okay let's learn these steps together and do them together like right. like really learning how another person moves their body and what their reaction is and what their strengths are and you know like their their choice making and being involved in that like in the moment yeah those are some people I will like never forget and just yeah Kurt is the man yeah that's that's so cool yeah. It like it equally terrifies me as much as it intrigues me. Yeah, but, no, likewise, mm-hmm. likewise, likewise, likewise. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a, it's a nice hump to get over, and mm-hmm. again, like a really empowering uh, art practice. So I just have fantasies about like getting back to that, and like whenever I do my master's program, I like want that to be a big part of it. I want to be an expert. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had the vision of you remember. <laughs> Artist statement with Drake Productions. Yeah. When, when Ricky <laughs> banished Anna. Banished Why'd you banish Anna? <laughs> Why'd you do that? You literally like Power Ranger her ass. Like, God. <laughs> she was receptive she, to it though. She, she like spiraled it. out. Yeah. <laughs> See? He was telling me. Oh my gosh. Get out of here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Moral of the story. Tell your truth. <laughs> <laughs> and banish the lies. Literally, Anna was like coming in hot. He was like, nope. <laughs> this is my moment. <laughs> oh, Driggy, I love this conversation today. Um, Yay. Yeah, it was great talking to you and catching up and you know talking about things that like I think about but like don't get a chance to say so thanks for bringing that out today I appreciate you yeah absolutely thank you and um thank everyone for listening and being on this journey with us um Mm -hmm. yeah it it is really fun to just kind of catch up and shoot the shit as you say and um just have meaningful conversations and yeah, like talk about things that are so close to our heart and being able to express them, our dreams, our desires. And I feel like I learned something more about myself or I I walk away from the conversation just a bit more empowered in my journey. So thank you, Driggy, for all your insightful questions and, you know, just checking in on my life. Yeah, always. I love you too. Yeah, and hopefully y'all listening can take something away from these conversations (laughs) that we're having, even if it's an eye roll. (laughs) An eye roll or a giggle. Right. (laughs) We will take it. All right. Well, on that note, I will catch you on the next one.
Yes. Okay. See you soon, Driggy. Love you. Yeah, and love love you. Happy uh, Tuesday. But tomorrow happy when Tuesday. you hear it, happy Wednesday. A happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> and give yeah. Mikey my love too. I will. Give B okay. my love and Arca. <laughs> I'm literally going to make another piece of French toast. Tell him I see him. Work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Driggy. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.